From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. I talked about it last episode. I mean, I, I had my suspicions. Didn't want to say anything, but I did make a few jokes. And lo and behold, uh, somebody sends me a video that uh, points to a conspiracy. And I got to admit, it's uh, it's rather convincing. Oh, yes, Mr. Rob Roof. Thank you very much. It's me. It's Mike. And it's uh, Mike Davidson Lives, the name of the podcast. Thanks for downloading, hanging out as I uh, yak it up for about half an hour. I know the uh, the conspiracy isn't a staged Super Bowl. Uh, there's there's plenty of that crap floating around. I get to, I'll get to this here in a few moments. Uh, it's, uh, it's kind of a... Uh, it's kind of like a little hospital around here in this house. It's winter, there's kids, and people get sick. Not me so far. Uh, my oldest, Lana, she wasn't feeling too well Sunday. Went to the doctor uh, Monday, today, and strep throat. All sorts of cruddy. So she's on medication, and hopefully she can get back to school here by the end of the week. But uh, I felt real bad for her yesterday. I... Uh, she even went out with me to go get uh, Valentine's cards for her uh, for her classmates, uh, and she uh, she was a trooper about it. So hopefully she can rest up, feel a little accomplished. Uh, finished up Ben Hur for the second time. The book, uh, four adaptations. Uh, the most notable being uh, the Charlton Heston film from uh, 1959, I believe. Book and uh, movie a little different, but uh, aren't they all? It's just. Um, it's, it's a good story in the sense that uh, you have the, the main character, Judah Ben-Hur, who's been wronged, who has his uh, family taken from him, his fortune taken from him, his good name taken from him, and uh, you know all he's thinking about is vengeance. He gets it, and then he's got to find a new purpose in life, and he thinks he finds it in uh, being a general, being an army leader in an uprising against the Roman Empire for Israel. And uh, just things happen that point him in a different light. And we get like that sometimes. Um, even if you're not super religious. I mean, it's a, it's a good story because we do get in our own heads that things have to be a certain way. Thing is, is life sucks. And it's it's rare uh, that you get to those, uh, those destinations, even if you work hard, even if you plan hard. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not advocating, uh, you know, being a nihilist or anything like that. I'm just saying that uh, even if you fall short of the goal, it doesn't mean things are quite worthless. Good book, like I said. No, I didn't watch the big game last night. Um, uh, by the way, they only so, showed 57 uh, seconds of Taylor Swift to the Super Bowl, and I only know this because uh, that story is one out of every three in my news feed. Uh, that and that, they don't understand the problem. It's not necessarily her going to the game. It's everybody talking about her going to the game. And if uh, you're turned off by it, you're a jerk for not paying attention to the media talking about uh, her being at the game. But I did watch... I'll get to her uh, her boyfriend here in a second. But I did watch the 2006 AFC Championship game. Wife found that online for me. So that was a nice, suitable substitute. Colts, Patriots... Colts were down 21-3 in that game. 18-point deficit, and they ended up winning that 38-34. That was such a nerve-wracking game the first time I saw it. A little easier second time around, 17 years later. Um, but um, 
Yeah, Peyton Manning wasn't his best first half. Played a lot better in that second half because uh, he's just the man-to-man coverage on both Marvin and Reggie. Uh, Patriots were playing that too well, and so he had to adv- uh, he, he had to go shorter. He had to go uh, different routes, and it worked out great. And to me, uh, the best play Indianapolis Colts history it, when that team moved uh, from Baltimore in '84 till now, still Marlon Jackson intercepting Tom Brady on that final pass uh, because the Patriots were moving down the field. And they were looking to score and win. And uh, if he hadn't catched, if he hadn't caught that, uh, that would have been a different game. I'm thinking, but uh, a nice suitable uh, substitute from all the shitty commercials from the Super Bowl and uh, the TMZ romance and stuff. I will say this: I am a little concerned about Miss um, Swift because Travis Kelsey's got a temper on him. Um, and that screaming—it's th- become a meme. Uh, and some very funny memes, but him screaming at his head coach, Andy Reid, about stuff and getting in his face and getting pissed off. And Andy, of course, kind of detached and letting it roll off his shoulders. It, it, it I don't know, it, it's a little telling to me that he's doing this when this is the fourth time this team has been to a Super Bowl. And, of course, they would go on to win their third. Uh, and now they're a dynasty, basically. They've won three out of the last five Super Bowls. And I'm sure he's going to come back and try to win a fourth. But it's just the temper tantrum. There is kind of a spoiled brat thing to it. And uh, does that translate well into a relationship? I don't know. I mean, we all lose our cool, guy or gal. And in the heat of battle, I've said this before with other uh, athletes at sporting events. I mean, when you're running up and down the field for a couple of hours, you are going to lose your cool. And he did. But it just seems to be a pattern with this guy. And... uh, can he keep it in check when the cameras are what are away? It's it's a it's a fair question I'm thinking because well everybody else is talking about it so I'm gonna just bring that up. You know he just just really intense with Andy Reid of all people. All right, uh, 68 million Americans apparently bet on the Super Bowl this past weekend and a uh, record-setting audience for the game by the way here nationally. Uh, one out of every four American adults bet on the big game. I'm not sure how many of those adults work for the NFL, but uh, that that's on the down low, right? As how do they how do they know for certain? Because these are honest adults betting about the game. Like, oh yeah, I, I put like twenty on the game. Um, you know, the NFL's run into a, a, a plethora of issues of players betting on games and employees of teams betting on games. And uh, they partnered with all these gambling sites, and uh, they're shocked that their their own employees and players are betting on it. But I mean, that's it's still kind of a taboo thing. I mean, in some quarters. I mean, I get why it's taboo in sports, but it's not something you'd want to talk about openly, especially if you lost. Is what I'm getting at. So I'm 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 thinking the number might be a little higher. I mean, they're they're using metrics from. Um, you know, online gambling and all that. I get that, but I'm thinking that number's got to be a little higher than that. By the way, uh, a quick follow-up on my uh, previous rant about the Pro Football Hall of Fame because I'm a Reggie Wayne fan, and I see guys like uh, Torrey Holt uh, and uh, Antonio Gates still not in the Hall of Fame. And uh, I, I said, you know, you got to, you've 
got to expand these induction classes by a couple of slots because the backlog is tremendous, and there are some very deserving players that need to get in. Uh, next year, notable Hall of Fame candidates for the first time, 2025. There's like 12 to 15. Uh, depending on the list you li look at. And among them, uh, Money, Adam Vinatieri. Uh, Marshawn, I'm only here to talk about the game, Lynch. Eli Manning, Clay Matthews, Vernon Davis, Terrell Suggs. And, and that's just a small uh, sampling of that. And then you got you know the guys I mentioned still not getting in. And then you go back and you look at for, uh, for all these uh, old school guys uh, that played 20, 30 years ago. And maybe they're around, maybe they're not. Um, and, uh, you know, they get, like, a fourth or fifth chance at the Football Hall of Fame. And when you look at, like, Steve McMichaels, I mean, this was heartbreaking. I mean, the guy's finally getting in, but he's also battling ALS. He's in his 60s. And uh, they, they showed a photo of him being surrounded by loved ones. And kudos, again, it's a well-deserved uh, honor, but this should have happened 10 years ago when he was more able to go out and enjoy it. I'll just leave it at that. Um, but yeah, definitely expand those, uh, induction slots for the pro football hall of fame. And I've said that, uh, for the rock and roll hall of fame, uh, regardless of genre, increase those slots because there are a lot of deserving artists and, uh, they announced the nominees for that, uh, for the 2024 induction class, uh, people that might be inducted, uh, this year. And of course it's, it's a hodgepodge of performers, Mary J. Blige, uh, Mariah Carey, Cher, Dave Matthews Band, uh, Eric B. and Rakeem, Foreigner, Peter Frampton, Jane's Addiction, uh, Cool and the Gang, Lenny Kravitz, Oasis, Sinead O'Connor, and Ozzy Osbourne as a solo artist. I mean, it was 2006 when Black Sabbath, legendary metal band that he fronted, finally got in. And that was well-deserved. Ozzy as a solo artist... Stuff he put out in the 80s and early 90s. Still not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I do have it linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Uh, uh, the story, and of course you can uh, vote. Fan voting is now open for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, if you can vote uh, uh, for, uh, what is it, seven bands daily. Seven acts daily. You can vote once a day. Every day up until it ends. I've only voted once, but uh, Ozzy was one of my choices. And uh, if if you're into it, man, vote him in. Make it overwhelming. Uh, I'm not sure how um, how overwhelming it is, and I'm not saying this to disparage his legacy because Christ, I mean, I'm I'm advocating for it. But like you know, Cher and Mariah Carey have their uh, their fans, and I'm sure that they're gonna like flood the fan voting, but do what you can to get Ozzy in because I, that, that is a dude that needs to be in as a solo artist. You know, did some great stuff. Liam Gallagher of Oasis. I mean, I mentioned Oasis, uh, one of the nominees. I don't think they'll get in first ballot. I think they'll get in eventually, but um, uh, Noel and uh, Liam Gallagher, those brothers that don't talk to each other and uh, feud with themselves and uh, everybody else publicly, Basically said, F the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, and Mariah Carey deserves to be in because she smashed it. I don't know what that means at all. Uh, but that's what he said. <laughs> and uh, I just don't think an onstage uh, reunion would happen when that band finally does get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's just I, I, I kind of get 
I kind of get the animus toward the whole concept of it a little bit. I mean, it's not rock and roll to be accepted by the establishment true. But say, like, if you did get inducted, would you really be all that pissed? That's, it's a fair question. I mean, you, you get a free dinner and you get people kissing your ass for one night. And uh, that's that, I think. But uh, Liam's not a fan of it. Uh, but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a fun uh, museum to go visit. Uh, went years ago when I started dating my wife, and she enjoyed it too. We went there when they had the big Rolling Stones exhibit. Um, but uh, if you get a chance, you're out in Cleveland, you know, definitely check that out. By the way, on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, uh, as I wrap up one uh, fan poll, uh, flash poll, and go into another, I'm asking of the two. Who would you induct into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Mariah Carey or Cher? I've gotten some a, a few votes because I only I put this up like about an hour or two ago, so it's not a um, it's not a big poll yet. Uh, but I don't think anybody sees the tongue in cheek um, <laughs> thing I'm doing with this because uh, yeah, Mariah Carey and Cher not necessarily looked upon as uh, rock and roll. By the way, uh, overwhelming eighty to thirteen margin. The Bud Light boycott continues, according to the Facebook page. F them. Uh, I know that uh, you know Kid Rock and Dana White from UFC. You know they try to they, they try to soften the the impact of the boycott uh, that started up last spring, and then uh, recently uh, the Donald jumped in and said, "Hey, they're not a woke company," even though you know they they gave a personalized can to Dylan Mulvaney, and Dylan showed it off on social media because. That's what uh, obnoxious theater kids do. Um, but I just, even even his supporters are like, yeah, you no, know, we, we, we're not doing it. Sorry, man. We're, we're, uh, we've moved on to better and colder drinks to enjoy um, as adults. That's, that's basically what they're telling him and me for that matter. It's, it's kind of hard. And, and I say this too, uh, when I do these little flash polls, I know they're not necessarily scientific. Uh, they could be uh, biased one way heavily, or you can get a bunch of people crashing the page that would no normally not visit the uh, the Facebook page. But it, it kind of gives me an idea of where people are at. And uh, right now, it looks like Bud Light still has a hell of a lot of work to do if they ever want to uh, ever recapture that audience. But again, that goes back to never pissing off your primary audience, your P1. All right, so the, the conspiracy video. Give me a second here. Mm. The conspiracy video. It's not necessarily a conspiracy. It's, it's a sp uh, more speculation. Uh, speculation um, because we talk, I talked about last episode, wrapping it up with the, uh, the Alabama radio station. It's like a one kilowatt station. Not a very high-powered AM station, 1,000 watts. Um, but it's a small-town radio station down there in Alabama. They lost their 200-foot-tall tower. And the the lawn care guy that went out to the site to mow and uh, do all the, uh, the the yard work, essentially, called the owner, and the owner's like, what? And, uh, you know, this thing costs hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they're doing kind of a fundraiser type of thing to, to build a new tower. Well, um... I had, there's a, uh, somebody here in Fort Wayne uh, linked this up on my Facebook page. He was talking about yeah, how this uh, this guy interviewed his dad, who is a radio engineer, and they're going through the step-by-step -step 
possibility of this thing just disappearing like it did. And he goes, I have a lot of questions. Uh, because uh, towers, I guess, normally aren't, they're not made of copper. They're made of other material. They're other metals. So uh, the, the likelihood that meth heads did this, as I joked about, unlikely. But I, you got to admit, you know, a meth head trying to take down a radio tower, funny imaging in your head right there. Um, but he goes, okay, so this tower disappears. And there's no trace of uh, any wreckage, any um, any of the foliage, any of the uh, vegetation disturbed, uh, any burn marks, any cut marks, anything like that. And wouldn't somebody notice if the station went off the air? Because with the tower, the, the antenna itself is a wire. It, it runs up the tower. Uh, if you let's just say they left the transmitter and the wire alone, but they still took down the tower that does affect um that does affect uh, your reach you know it, it dwindles because you're not as high up in the air sending out your signal so you have all this and he goes how is it that the owner doesn't know or the or, or the listeners and me myself when i was down in kokomo i was the the program director for a small town rock station at six thousand watts and uh anytime that transmitter went off air or the software in the studio glitched and we went off air. I would get a silent alarm that would call my cell phone. And boy, that was never annoying at 2 in the morning. Ever. Um, but it would tell me when we were off air. And listeners love to call you and tell you you're off air. Oh, the, do you know you're not on air? Tell me something else I don't know. Um, but there would be a lot of telltale signs even if the transmitter itself is offside away from the studio. Right? So they're kind of suspicious as to why this owner didn't know that 200 feet of metal went missing. And it just doesn't seem like um, whoever took it down was uh, was a tweaker. It, not a lot of uh, carcasses there either. I mean, if it was tw you know, tweakers, you know, you find a couple of dead tweakers, you're thinking, well, at least one of them got away because the tower's not here. But uh, that's that's not what happened at all. By the way, uh, when you're done looking at that, um, Deadpool Wolverine, that's the name of the new Deadpool 3 movie coming out July 26th. That's going to be kind of a wait. And um, cautiously optimistic about this one. You, know, you, got, um, <laughs> you got Deadpool, you got Wolverine, um, and it looks to be a good movie. It really does. It but the thing is, it's a Marvel movie. It's now an MCU movie with Deadpool. So who knows if there's any constraints with uh, what Deadpool can and cannot do. Um, but they're hoping that this thing could save the MCU, not just in the plot of the movie, but uh, uh, well, with recent problems that they had. And it's a tall order for both Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, both uh, likable guys. Um, I just hope it's a good movie. I don't know if it's going to save the MCU. Uh, but if it's a good movie, I'll watch it. Um, I, I don't think it's going to turn around the genre of the superhero comic book movie. But uh, this could be an outlier. I think it's the only thing that Marvel's putting out in 2024. Much need a breather for that, uh, that franchise. Okay. Um, so, Ohio. Not too far from here, about maybe 45 minutes northeast of here, Bryan, Ohio. Um, it, 
For, well, first of all, it got really butt-ass cold here in the Midwest a couple weeks back. We're talking about zero, right? And it just, it hurt being outside. My car battery died. Uh, that was uh, fun trying to get to work that morning. But, uh, you know, it was it was brutally cold. And, you know, you have your homeless shelters all over the place that open up. You have churches trying to do what they can to help people out. Well, a, a pastor in Bryan, Ohio, opened up his church to uh, uh, those who were homeless that needed shelter for the evening. You know, heating and everything. Got hit with a bunch of charges uh, because of uh, zoning problems. And uh, among these things were, well, you know, you let people sleep in your church that uh, in your church didn't have a laundry room. Your church didn't have a, a fully functional kitchen. You let them stay here, sleep here, uh, didn't have anything. I don't think he charged them anything. It's not like, okay, this is the Holiday Inn and, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, you can sleep in the boiler room. But uh, some good news, uh, the charges have been dropped. Thing is, though, um, uh, he's not allowed to do it again. So, and it's and it's kind of uh, heartbreaking in a way. I mean, here's I'm just kind of scratching my head. You know, you have this building with heating, right? And granted, it's not conducive to living in for the rest of your lives. But for a couple of days when it's uh, brutal outside, uh, you know, that's it's a it's far better than trying to sleep in an alley or on a park bench, right? And it's a church, you know, it's it's about uh, helping your fellow man and trying to help them find themselves. So if they slept on a couple of, uh, you know, pews, what's the problem here? You know, they, there's no laundry room, there's no kitchen. You, okay, there's no laundry room or kitchen out in those places I just described. Uh, oh, by the way, less chance of death inside this church. But uh, we're going to hit the church with some zoning laws. And for those... Um, Wondering how big of a town Bryan, Ohio is. It's 8,600 people. 8,600, less than 10,000. It's not a very big town at all. I can't imagine uh, it having a huge homeless population. I'm thinking maybe just a handful of people. But again, this is overreach from government bureaucrats that uh, you know look into things like this and go, well... You, you shouldn't be doing this because you'll be liable and blah, 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 blah. But it's but it's one guy, one congregation deciding to do something about a problem uh, with less of it being the taxpayer on the hook. And it seems like it's uh, you know pretty decisive action. Not, you're not having meetings and meetings and meetings to decide what to do. It's just, hey, it's cold. These people are out there dying. Uh, you know, they could die. He stepped up. He stepped up. And, uh, you know, I can't believe they charged him. And it's it's a shame that uh, that the, that he's being kind of shackled like this. Because it kind of dissuades people from doing good things. And it kind of sets the tone that only government can do good things. And it never does. Okay, OnlyFans mom. I talked about her recently down in Florida. Uh, she uh, has kids in Christian school, and um, she had uh, she she's no longer allowed to bring her kids to school because in, in the, the drop-off line, she's got a decal on her car advertising her OnlyFans page, where her and her husband conduct business, 
and uh, rake in about $20,000 a month. Not bad if you can get it, and they're getting it, and they're getting paid for getting it, and there's a lot of weird freaks out there, right? Well, you know, the church said, okay, you can't do that, so she said, fine. Well, now they have booted her kids from the school, and it kind of sucks because the kids are suffering here, and you know, the, the gut reaction here for me is, well, the kids shouldn't be punished for what mom does, right? You know, they should be allowed to attend school and all that stuff. But, you know, if, you, if you're the church, you're thinking, well, okay, they attend the church, but who's paying for that? Oh, yeah, mom and dad, and how are they paying for it? Oh, yeah, that. Um, so it kind of runs counter to their, their mission statement here. Um, and it I, it's it's really rough for me as a parent because I do feel bad for the kids. But... Looking at a couple of people who are also parents doing what they're doing, um, and, and here I am, you know, sure, yeah, they're in a higher tax bracket, you know, whatever. You know, here I am, here my wife is, you know, we're, we're working honest-to-God jobs, you know, and doing what we can to provide for our kids. I don't think I have any shame in what I do because there's a benefit to that, and that benefit is, my kids are fed, they're clothed, and all that. And I'm not doing that while pimping myself out, while whoring myself out. And I don't know. Like, I, if if you have kids and it's uh, bring your parent to school day where you, they talk about their jobs, how would their kids approach this in this hypothetical situation? Is it... You, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like mommy runs a, a, a coffee shop it's not like daddy runs a a, a car you know, a, you know an auto shop it's mommy and daddy are into porn and everybody at my christian school knows about it and by the way if they're going to public school those kids are going to know about it and they're going to be real obnoxious about it so these kids are in a pretty bad situation um by the way uh do you think anybody at the Christian school, when they decided to do the things that they did, uh, you know, for uh, research purposes, looked up the page, you know, just to just to prove that they're <laughs> yikes? Yeah, no. So, no, I don't think anybody wants to see me in an OnlyFans video. Uh, you would you would be blind from how white my skin is without my shirt on. Alright, uh, Facebook is chirping if you're an iPhone user, and I guess uh, iPhone users have been bitching about that, and uh, there's like some step-by-step -step instructions floating around on the internet on uh, how to turn off the chirping mechanism on your Facebook page. I find it odd because my phone is constantly on mute. Who are these uh, psychos that listen to their their phones make noise all the time? I get, I get shit from my wife when I lose my phone, and she goes, well, let me call it. Well, you can't. It's not on mute, is it? Maybe. But iPhone users are now uh, having another one of those first world problems, and uh, hopefully they, they can get through with it. Mutant wolves. Chernobyl. Oh, boy. You think it's uh, Apocalypse 2024 bingo card stuff when I say mutant wolves in Chernobyl, right? Actually, there could be a benefit to these, uh, these mutant wolves because uh, researchers got this linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page uh, as uh, wildlife kind of returns to that uh, that area and has you know tried to 
do what it can to survive. Uh, they've studied the genetics of wolves, and because of the situation from um, the, the nuclear accident there back in the late 80s, uh, wolves have developed kind of a genetic code that helps their health against cancer, helps them fight against that. And they're kind of optimistic that this could lead to uh, similar treatments for, for humans, help humans battling cancer. And I just, wouldn't that be wild after something so deadly and toxic when it happened, so dangerous when it happened, 40, 50 years later, might might lead to some big breakthroughs in fighting cancer. That is just 180 strange no matter how you think about that. Kind of blew my mind reading that story. But again, you kind of have to uh, see how it plays out. Uh, by the way, also on the Mike Danson Facebook page. Uh, God. Water park explosion in Sweden. Um, some people got hurt. Uh, no one killed, thankfully. But uh, just a spectacular explosion. They were hoping to have this water park open here in a couple of months. Uh, some of the teddy bears that you can get include a teddy bear in a Playboy robe and stripper teddy bear. You can stuff ones in a teddy bear's G-string. Uh, and by the way, these are online exclusives because they know damn well not to sell that stuff in a store. Because then you have to deal directly with the people who would buy that. And I'm sure they're not creepy at all. Maybe they have an only fans then all said and done, I'm done. Till next time. Stay You've ready. been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at davidsonlives.